Hey there, friends. Welcome to the Taking Your Next Step podcast from Collegians for Christ. Through each episode, we will journey together focusing on knowing what you believe and why you believe it. If you are eager, like I am, to strengthen your faith, then take your next step now by joining us in today's episode. Welcome to our episode for this week, and we are coming up less than three weeks away on the College and Career Retreat in Greenville, North Carolina. We're super excited about it. You can get all the information. There's still time to register uh, at cfcretreats.com, and we would love to see you or your group there uh, to join with us. We have a great group that's already registered, and so we're looking for an exciting weekend to really be challenged, encouraged, and uh, walk away a little different than the way we came in. Let's jump into our episode episode for today. So we've looked at the question of what exactly is faith? We define that as venturing trust. Then we looked at the aspect of how do I know that I have faith? Uh, And we tried to answer that. And as we finish up this little thought here, we wanted to take one episode and look at doubt, because when you think about faith, many times it's contrasted with doubt, or we think doubt would be the opposite of faith. And so we want to take just a moment to kind of understand what doubt is and how doubt affects our faith and what you and I can maybe do about it. I think just understanding what doubt is biblically will help us to deal with doubt in a different way. Many times when we hear that word doubt, we think it's an ugly five-letter word. We should not say it. Uh, if you're doubting, then you're a less-than Christian. You're an awful person. Uh, when maybe we don't express when we're doubting or having doubts in our mind because we're afraid of what others may think about us or say about us. Maybe we're afraid of how people will respond. Maybe you have shared your doubts in the past, and somebody said, well, you just need more faith. You just need to believe God. You just need to trust God more. Uh, Maybe you think or people have said doubt is unbelief. And so if I was to share that, then that would be me saying or communicating that I'm leaving my faith or forsaking my faith. By the way, who doubts, right? Everybody doubts, not Christians, right? Yes, absolutely Christians and good Christians. If you were to ask me, have you ever doubted anything in your life as far as your Christianity and your faith? I would say absolutely. Many times, have you ever doubted God's existence? Absolutely. Have you ever doubted that Jesus Christ was a real historical person? Yes. Have you ever doubted that God can answer prayer? Yes. I have had these doubts and many more that have flooded my mind. I think the main thing with doubt is that we handle it. We, we stress that many times that we need to get answers uh, to the things that we're doubting. So what exactly is doubt? What, it, what does it mean? We see, a, we see it mentioned throughout Scripture, of course. I'm just going to key us into one passage here. Maybe you're familiar with this where Peter, Jesus is walking on the water. Peter sees him. They're a little bit scared. Peter sees him, and Peter's steps out on the water and begins walking towards Jesus. And in Matthew 14, 31, it says, or 14, 30, it says, but when he, speaking of Peter, saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and watch what he said and said to him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? 
And so he asked him that question. Look, you had faith, and then you looked around and saw the wind, and you became fearful, and you began to doubt. And so your faith, Jesus referred to here, was little. Now, we talked about our uh, on our previous episode, it's not about the amount of faith that we have, because faith is venturing trust. And when we venture trust, we're, we're stepping onto the airplane. And we do that with one step, with one uh, decision, with the uh, act of our will. And so that is faith. And so we talked about it doesn't matter about the amount of faith, because even Jesus said, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you could say unto this mountain, move yonder hence, and that mountain would be moved. Now Jesus is uh, uh, kind of rebuking Peter here, and he says here, O thou of little faith. So does it mean there is a a certain degree of our faith that we need more faith, less faith? We'll talk about that. So what exactly is doubt? Well, doubt in our English language comes from the Latin word meaning this, meaning two. So it has the sense of two minds or undecided between two things. You ever gone into the store and you're trying to decide between two types of products or two types of food? Maybe there's a type of food and you see four different manufacturers and you're trying to decide between them, but you're undecided. And so that's the idea here. You're kind of bouncing back and forth. As we see doubt used in the New Testament, we find five words that are translated for doubt. But each of these words carry the idea of double-minded, of separate, of up in the air, inner debate, hesitating, not knowing how to proceed, and uncertainty. That's what each of these five words as they're used through the New Testament, that's what they mean. And so we hit the end idea here. The main idea is this. It's stuck between two thoughts. Essentially, you're hanging in the balance. And this is the key to helping us truly understand what doubt is. Doubt is the halfway stage. And this halfway stage can lead to a stronger foundation of belief, or it can lead to complete unbelief. So what is doubt not? We understand what doubt is. Well, doubt is this. It's not the opposite of faith. That's very important for us to understand. Many times we think doubt is the opposite of faith. Why is it not the opposite of faith? Because you can only doubt what you believe. A major misconception of doubt is that doubt is this, Oz Guinness said, is always wrong because it is the opposite of faith. And the same thing is unbelief. What this error leads to is a view of faith that is unrealistic and a view of doubt that is unfair. So doubt is not the opposite of faith, and as a result, doubt is not unbelief. So can you have faith and doubt at the same time? Or when you're doubting, are you forsaking your faith? No, as we talked about in the illustration of the airplane has just kind of served all the way through our last couple episodes. Granted, any, any analogy or illustration used will break down at some point. But the idea here is you and I can look at the airplane. We can make a rational decision of, okay, this airplane looks safe. It's, it's uh, uh, operated by American Airlines or Delta or whoever. There's a pilot. I don't see any mechanical issues just by first glance. So I'm going to place my faith in this airplane that it will will get me from point A to point B. Now, I can stand looking at it and know that it'll get me there and say, well, I'm going to have faith in it, but I do not have faith until I step on board, until I venture trust in that airplane. Now, when I put my foot on board, I am venturing faith in it. Now, I possess faith in that airplane. Now, I can get on the airplane, get buckled up, and man, we start hitting turbulence. We start hitting uh, some some air pockets, and you start seeing maybe the smoke coming out of the engine or uh, just even what Whatever may occur, and you begin to do what? You begin to doubt 
that that airplane is going to get you to point B. Now, you've already ventured trust on that airplane. You already have faith, and you can only doubt what you believe. And so doubt is not unbelief. It is not the opposite of faith. You see, Jesus said that Peter possessed both a little faith and doubt at the same time in verse number 31. O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? So we possess those at the same time, which means it's not the opposite of faith. It is not the opposite of unbelief. Unbelief is a determined refusal to believe. It means I stand there looking at that airplane. I know, in fact, it's going to get me from point A to point B, but I say I do not believe It's going to get me from point A to point B. Therefore, I'm not going to step on board. That's a refusal to believe. That is unbelief. And so you can only doubt what you believe. So therefore, a believer can doubt and still be a believer who possesses faith. Oz Guinness went on to say this, to believe is to be in one mind about trusting someone or something as true. To disbelieve is to be in one mind about rejecting them. To doubt is to waver between the two. To believe and disbelieve at once, and so to be in two minds. And so that's very helpful for us to understand uh, the concept of doubt as it relates to faith. Now, doubt can shrink faith. We get this idea here as, as Jesus is talking to Peter. He says, O thou of little faith, wherefore or didst thou doubt? So Peter possessed enough faith to do the impossible, right? He stepped out on that water and began walking. That was a miraculous account in Peter's life. But then something happened and Peter began to sink. Man, I can relate with Peter. I mean, I've sat on an airplane. We'll go back to that. I've sat on an airplane. I've put my tra- uh, faith in it. I've ventured trust in it. And I get nervous just by sitting there because I like my feet to be on the ground. And so I start doubting in that plane and pilot's ability to get me to the next uh, next step. And so I can cause that to hinder me from even getting on the plane. I can cause that to, to make me jump off the plane. Uh, or I can work through those doubts. I begin to look around and go, okay, this plane has flown this many flights. Okay, there, there's no smoke coming out of the engine. Uh, we hit some turbulence, but now it's, it's fine. You see, Peter began to look out on the circumstances, and many times the circumstances of life will begin to put pressure on our faith and will cause doubts to creep in. What caused Peter to doubt here? He was looking on those circumstances that changed so quickly. And what did they do? They produced what? What did Jesus say to him? Uh, but when the when he saw the wind boisterous, and uh, I'm sorry, what Jesus said to him, but what Peter saw, he was afraid. And notice, after he was afraid, he began to sink, and he cried, "Lord, save me!" And Jesus responds to him after catching him, O thou of little faith. Well, he just had ginormous faith. If we're going to try to put, you know, a level or degree of faith. No, Peter stepped out. He ventured trust in Jesus. He walked down on the water. And then while he's out there still venturing trust, still possessing faith in Jesus, he begins to doubt. And so he begins to sink. And so Jesus said, why did you doubt? But the circumstances caused him to doubt. And notice how quickly that happened. It was immediate and without warning. So as you and I think about our life and we think about our faith and you and I want a strong faith, we want what we refer to as a robust faith, a faith that can move mountains. Remember, it just takes a grain of mustard seed. It just takes you venturing trust in Jesus, in his promise, for you to say, okay, Lord, I don't see how, but I trust you can do this, so I'm going to make that decision 
I'm going to venture trust in that promise. I'm going to make that decision for my vocation to trust you with this financial situation. I don't see how it's an impossibility, but I'm going to say in my mind, I'm going to make the uh, decision in my will and I'm going to step forward, whether it's a decision, whether it's actually stepping forward into a place, uh, whatever it is, I'm going to step forward. And many times as we do that, we'll have doubt that will come creeping into our lives immediately without warning. It begins to knock us down. And like Peter, many times we are not prepared for the effects of doubt. But we notice Jesus was. This this did not catch Jesus off kilter. And Jesus really didn't like hammer down on Peter. He just asked him, wherefore does, why did you doubt? It's almost like this compassionate, like instructing, not like reprimanding him. He says, oh, thou little faith, why did you doubt? What happened, Peter? I mean, you were out there with me. And notice immediately Jesus calms the sea. The wind ceases. And so when Jesus steps into our lives and works with us in our doubt, many times those circumstances, we either see them differently or God begins to wipe away the circumstances or he removes the fear that's in our lives. You see, Jesus caught him from drowning and immediately begins to deal with his doubt. And this is why doubt is something that we do not need to hide or be embarrassed of because all believers doubt. And if there's a believer that tells you they've never doubted, I would beg to question them if they're not lying to you at that moment. Because we all doubt if we're being honest and real. Your pastor, your preacher surely has had doubts throughout his life. And God does not hide from our doubts. Notice Jesus didn't run off. Jesus dealt with his doubt. He encouraged him. He held, and we could look at numerous places in Scripture, John the Baptist being a prime example of what Jesus said the greatest man on earth to ever live was John the Baptist. And we find John the Baptist in jail, right? Wondering what on earth is going on here. I'm preparing the way of the Lord. I find myself in jail. My circumstances, like Peter's, all of a sudden change. And he begins to call into question. He sends some messengers and says, Hey, Jesus, are you really the Messiah? Because I'm really doubting that you are. Are you really the Messiah or do I need to look for someone else? And what did Jesus do? Did Jesus say, oh, I can't believe you, John. How dare you, John? He, he began to perform miracles in front of those messengers. And he said, go back and tell John the lame are walking. The blind receive their sight. He did all those miracles as what to give evidential proof that he was the Messiah. And he said, go back and report what you've seen to John. And that was the instructions for John to remember who Jesus was, to go back and understand who he is. So doubt can shrink our faith. Doubt can also increase our faith. And unfortunately, doubt can destroy our faith. But the beautiful thing about doubt, if it's dealt with, it can be a beautiful event in our lives to strengthen our faith. Not so much that we need more faith, but a stronger faith. What do you mean? I think when Jesus was dealing with Peter here, it wasn't the size of his faith. Even though he says, oh, thou little faith, what it was is he had allowed doubt to creep in to shrink his faith. You have faith when you venture trust in something, but that doubt begins to creep in and begins to just kind of cover up your faith, try to squeeze your faith out, try to try to push on your faith. And so he says, look, when you deal with that doubt, it can be a beautiful thing because you get the doubt out and your, your faith can grow and it can strengthen. So when doubt tries to come back in, faith can resist that doubt even more. As that doubt comes into push, faith pushes back. And so doubt that is dealt with strengthens our faith. 
but doubt can also destroy faith on uh, the unfortunate side. You hear maybe deconversion stories, de- uh, deconstruction stories of people's faith for various different reasons. Uh, and that's unfortunate. And sometimes the doubts overwhelm people. Many times it's because doubts are not dealt with or people are not able to get answers to their questions. And so if somebody comes to you with doubt, the worst thing we can do is just say, have more faith. No, we need to let them express their doubts to share with you clearly and openly what their doubts are. If you're a believer, you need to be a safe place for a person to express their doubts without judgment. If you are doubting, you need to have someone in your life that can you can go to and you can share your doubts and express your doubts with them. Our ministry is set up for that. We have students who share doubts all the time. Email us or reach out to us. If there's something you're struggling with, allow us to help you through that. Uh, we can try to help you to get those answers, to walk through that, to think things through, to, to find the evidence, the historical accuracy or whatever it is that you're looking for with uh, the Bible or with Jesus or, or God or evil in this world, whatever it is. But know this, doubt does not have to be an ugly five-letter word. Doubt many times can be a beautiful thing that if you will allow doubt to come into your life and you will deal with it, seek answers, it can strengthen your faith, and that is a great thing. So as we think about faith, we said faith is ventured trust. We said we know we have faith when we have stepped on the plane or we stepped on the bridge and we're moving forward. We venture trust in it. Doubt does not erase faith. Doubt does not uh, diminish faith or take away faith. It's not the opposite of faith. And so we understand we will doubt, but we still possess faith. But we just need to continue to work to strengthen our faith so when doubt comes in faith can push back against that doubt thank you for taking the time to listen if this podcast has been helpful to you please share it with a friend or subscribe to stay up to date on the latest episodes you can connect with Collegians for Christ online for more information and resources at cfccampusministry.com